You're listening to the Real Estate Insider Podcast. A bold look at reality, news, analysis, strategies, and opinions. Direct from the veteran team at the Rain Research Institute. With today's host, real estate strategist, Russell Westcott. Good morning, everyone. Happy birthday, Canada, and welcome to your Rain Mastery Weekly Coaching Call. I'm your host, Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network, and congratulations for making it out live on this call today. For today's coaching call, what Richard has to say is very valuable information, so I recommend you don't just passively listen. You grab yourself a pen and paper and take notes. It will be worth it. And without any further delay, please give a warm welcome to the Chief Architect of the Rain Mastery Program, Mr. Richard Dolan. Happy Monday, Rich. Hey, happy Monday and happy holidays to you and yours, Russ, and all of you that are on the call today. You know, I think it's very uh, apropos to really have a conversation around, you know, what it's taken for Canada as a country to really come together and be an incredible team on this planet Earth on the global grand scale of competition and uh, real excellence. And that's why I think today we should talk about what it takes to be a teammate. You know, being a teammate because success is always a team event. And, and Canada is really successful on many fronts, not just because of what it's done as a country, but what its people have done, all 32 million of them. And as you all know that I often use sport analogies and I've talked about the Miami Heat and sometimes I'll talk about the Vancouver Canucks, but not in this particular call, of course, because there's not much to say at this particular time. But we all know that in any particular success, it never is truly a one-man show. It truly is a teammate event. So when you look at what it all has to do with life and real estate investing and what it is that you do in life and how it is you can get ahead, well, let's take, for example, the idea around how geese head south. Now, I have a story here I want to share with you. I'm going to read it to you so I don't get it wrong. But it reads here that next fall when you see uh, geese heading south for the winter, flying along in that V formation, you might consider what science has discovered as to why they fly that way. As each bird flaps its wings, it creates an uplift for the bird immediately following. By flying in a V formation, the whole flock adds at least 71% greater flying range than if each bird flew on its own. So people who share a common direction and a sense of community can get where they are going quicker and easier because they are traveling at the thrust of one another. When a goose falls out of formation, it suddenly feels the drag and resistance of trying to get it alone and quickly gets back into formation to take advantage of the lifting power of the bird immediately in front. So if we have as much sense as a goose, we will stay in formation with those who are headed in the way and in the same way we are going. When the lead goose gets tired, it rotates back in the formation and another goose flies point. It pays to take turns doing hard jobs with people or with geese flying south. The geese honk from behind to encourage those up front to keep up their speed. What do we say when we honk from behind? You know, get out of the way. Move over, Russ. <laughs> but finally, when a goose gets sick or is wounded by a gunshot, and falls out of formation. Two geese fall out with that goose and follow it down to lend help and protection. They stay, they, they stay with the fallen goose until it is able to fly or until it dies. And only then do they launch out on their own or with another formation to catch up with their group. If we have the sense of a goose, we will stand by each other like that. Isn't that incredible? Like, 
even with a clear understanding with all these calls that we've been making, all these extensions of Rain Mastery, it'll take more than you doing it alone to recreate your life as extraordinary, to live with some sense of mastery, to be unstoppable and unbeatable. And it's to accept that, that success is a team event. You know, a team is a group of people with a defined goal or objective. And being a part of a team is one thing. And being a worthy teammate is quite another. And that's very true uh, and the true essence of a teammate. You see, the essence of a teammate is at the level of rain, very important. The essence is to really pull for each other. You know, rain took a stand 20 years ago to say, hey, we're not going to let you get into real estate investing alone. So they formulated an incredible faculty and research base and an information source that was going to be the go-to source for all things real estate for Canadians. And what we didn't really get and what I think Don didn't really realize was that what was really beginning to grow was the formation of a framework for people to really play as a team. So kind of go back to that whole analogy, that metaphor, the V, the, the geese flying in formation. You know, rain really honking, if it were, from behind, encouraging those who were on the scene early. There's no wonder why many members who've been around rain for 5, 7, 10, even 15 years plus are immensely successful because they've had that behind them. But over time, what's happened is that what gets diluted is people's commitments, as we spoke about last week, people's ideology around why they're getting into real estate investing. And of course, resources wane and and faith is, in fact, really diluted with the facts of the economy and the delusionalness of, of, of just where the economy is heading. And what happens is that people begin to get weak and tired. The problem is that we end up losing formation. And so all of a sudden, we're falling out of formation. We're no longer pulling for each other as a team. We've lost that 71% additional lift because we're working as a team. Another great reason why working with your buddy is so important. The reason why calling into rain to say, hey, I'm having a challenge here and I want your help to assist me in it. That's the reason why whenever you're thinking about uh, you know, dialing out or cutting back or outright right quitting, it's not that you're quitting in the rain idea. You're not quitting in real estate. You're now disconnected with what it is that you're committed to. And when you're disconnected from a commitment, you no longer are operating inside of a team. Because people who operate inside of a team, as by definition earlier on, as I mentioned, is a team of collection of people coming together to express a common mission and or to pursue a common goal. So what other better place could you find that would have people who are looking for the fulfillment of their beliefs when it comes to the context of working inside this thing called real estate? So there's no uh, necessity to form a team within your family if you have no mission, goals, or purpose, for example. You know, family goals can range from creating a celebration to acknowledging someone within the family, supporting a child to attend uh, university, taking a dream vacation together, having a baby, or even uh, collectively working together to look after an ill family member, for God's sakes. A family goal can be as simple as being committed to having harmony and peace among all family teammates, all family teammates, not family members. So if you plan on turning your family into a team of operators, a team of fellow players, make sure their participation is voluntary. If you attempt to force or manipulate family members into being teammates, chances are you'll end up, you know, I don't know, babysitting them and lose sight of your original goals. And if you are resisting the idea of creating team within your family, you might want to look at why. Do you have resentments? Are they hidden or otherwise, like towards certain family members? As stated, we often unwittingly view ourselves as victims of our parents or parent, siblings or even children based on past events of of long-ago incidents. 
in our first or second act, if it were. But we don't think of ourselves as victims for the most part. We may actually see ourselves as the hero or black sheep in the family and in our recollections of the past. We believe that we did our best we could do, and given the situation or circumstances we unwittingly found ourselves facing. So when we share our recollections or memories with others, we leave them with the impression that we were either the hero or the underdog, overcoming some uh, insurmountable odds even over our dysfunctional family members. But you see, being the victim or the hero is not a useful or satisfying position if you are committed to having your family be made up of extraordinary individuals or rise as a team. Now, I want you to write this down if you could. Remember, to be extraordinary is to recreate in the moment, not allowing previous failings with your family to affect your life right now. So, by the way, you can replace family with your corporate family, with your real estate family, with your professional family, with your life. You see, letting go of your position in your family or wherever it might be, despite uh, in a dispute, or, or can be downright difficult and may seem impossible, but you, you may think that if you let go of your position and forgive the other member, you are in an essence saying the other member was right, which automatically makes you wrong. But the idea is too much for most people to accept. You see, letting go is to recognize that your position is simply a position rather than the truth. It is to give up your own arrogance and righteousness. Consider that your reality is only the truth for you. And even if you have been clever enough to convince yourself and others to buy into your position. And more importantly, this reality leaves no room for others to be human and make mistake. And worse, it leaves little room for you to accept your own mistakes, your own humanness, and to be humble enough to apologize when you have hurt others intentionally or unintentionally. And when we hold on to these grudges, we have no peace of mind. To recreate your life is extraordinary, so let go of past grudges and give up the notion that others have victimized you. It is to look at your own thoughts and actions and the consequences they create. Remember, forgiving others does not absolve from them confronting their own misdeeds. They are responsible to do their inner work. Forgiving others allows you to have peace of mind. And that's the message I want to give you today on this holiday as you spend it with family and friends or people you love. You may let go of your grudges or position with family members and find a day or two later you are back where you started. i got to tell you, I have angry and upset and thinking, geez, I'm the hero or underdog again. But letting go takes enormous amounts of forgiveness, courage, and practice. It does not come quickly, my friends, or easily. It is a moment-by-moment choice you make. Every time you hear that nasty internal dialogue in your head saying vengeful and righteous comments toward or about your family members or member, you can let it go and recreate your relationship with them right in that moment. It is a moment-by-moment choice you will have to take and make for the rest of your life. So be patient or embrace your impatience. You know, the reality is this, is I didn't realize that for me, myself, I just could not let go of grudges with a lot of people in my life. And what I realized is it created a lot of dis-ease. Now, if you realize that the spelling of disease is actually two, really two words, dis-ease, if you don't end up letting go of some things, they create a disease in your life, a dis-ease. You know, it was once said that it's not the weight that you carry in life that will kill you. It's the way in which you carry it that will. So you see, being a teammate is a voluntary occasion. The reality is that you've got to realize and recognize that in your life right now, you are a team player. The challenge for you is to recognize what team are you on and for what purpose are you playing and who else is on your team. So for this week, I want you to do this. On this very special edition of the Rain Mastery Call, I really want you to consider two things. I want you to kind of create your family as a team. 
I want you to call a family meeting if it were. Be sure to have a pad and pen handy. Create a conversation in which you ask your family to think about the idea of them being a team. The idea is for your spouse or partner and the children to view themselves as teammates rather than merely members of a family. The son, the daughter, the wife, the husband, and you know the grandmother. It is your job to communicate effectively to your family the benefits of them participating as a team. For example, uh, the benefits might be anyone who has been playing the martyr or lone ranger and saying things such as, I do everything around here, will no longer live in that fantasy. The entire family can contribute towards the children getting better grades. As teammates, your partner or children may feel more comfortable to communicate what is bothering them and what can have them perform better. You see, shifting the context will now actually shift the experience. So that's really important. Number two is I want you to look at RAIN. And I want you to think about if RAIN were a part of your team in your real estate investment experience, your career, your business, what are the roles and who are the players of those people on your team? You know, I certainly understand basketball, as you all know, because I'm a big fan of it. And as you know, I talk plenty about the fact that Miami Heat won. But the thing that really stuck out for me this year, that when LeBron James asked, what won it for you this year? He said, well, last year, I was selfish. I played for me. But this year, I played as a team. I played as a team and knew that there were, in fact, 14 others. And I played for them. So understanding where your context of team shows up as rain, from Don Campbell, Russell Westcott, to even Melanie, Patrick Francie, myself, and the rest of the team in research, analysis, education, and leadership. Who are all on your team rooting for you, if it were in your V formation, giving you the lift, honking you forward, if it were? Begin to sort of map that out. And who do you have to be in communication with to let them know that you expect them to be on your team, pulling for them, pushing for them, pushing for you? Make sense? I sure hope it does. So with that being said, it's a special edition. Call that family meeting. Have a conversation. What does team be? What does team mean to you? Ask them and begin to really devise a new context for the family to relate to each other on this very special holiday. Russ, back to you. Wow. Great call today, Rich. All about being a good teammate. Love the analogy of the geese flying south. And mm. I wanted to thank you for being one of the lead geese in the, in the pack. <laughs> you can hear me honk, can you? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and a special congratulations for all RAIN member partners who have dialed in live today. The commitment and decisions you're making to yourself will provide you greater opportunities for your future. I'm Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network signing off, wishing you a masterful week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening and engaging with the Real Estate Insider Podcast, a bold look at reality. Share the reality.